Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Stride Pod. Today, we are talking about there's a number out there I think all of us know it's 180. According to that number, every run, every step, in my mind, is kind of like a video game, like Dance Dance Revolution. There's magical things flying around, and our feet have to hit this magical number of 180 steps per minute. So many of the articles we read tell us that 180 uh, is the perfect cadence. So 180 is the number, or at least so we think. Luckily, guess who's back? The person that this podcast is based around. Bree is here to help us understand cadence. So can you help us out with this magical 180 thing, Bree? Hey guys, yep, I'm here to help as much as I can. <laughs> as much as we can. Um, I can tell you just before we jump into it, I know that you're gonna help us understand cadence and all of these things. I have fidgeted with mine forever and probably shouldn't have been doing that, but can you help us understand one, what cadence is and then some more information about it? Yes, definitely. So yeah, what is cadence? So cadence is basically how many steps per minute one takes. And in this case, we're talking about while running. Um, so taking 180 steps per minute means each foot will hit the ground 90 times every minute. If you talk about that 180 being the magic number. Yeah. And so I want to full disclosure, everybody, we have looked into this a lot and we found the answer, but we both kind of don't know if it it's not a perfect answer, but how how did we as humans get to this place where 180 is the quote unquote magic number? So what we found was that that number originated when the running coach, the legendary running coach, Jack Daniels, analyzed some elite <laughs> runners during the 1984 Olympics. So he was actually just sitting in the stands and he was analyzing the Olympians as they passed. And Jack saw that the elite runners had a cadence of at least 180 steps per minute, some being as much as up to 200 steps per minute. So he's basically the one that said, hey... We all need to hit this magic number because the elites are doing it. So clearly that means efficiency. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I have been running with friends. Uh, we have that conversation of they sometimes look at me and say, wow, your cadence seems so much closer to 180 than mine or mine's way higher. And sometimes we have these conversations of like, how do I change my cadence? I feel like I'm not quote unquote running right. The imposter syndrome of running shows up. So let's talk a little bit about cadence, the impact it plays in running, why 180 feels like the happy number for everybody and, and how people can kind of think about cadence in general when it comes to their running and the benefits. So the one thing that I did find in a lot of research all over when I was looking is that increasing your cadence does help decrease the forces through hips, knees, ankles. So all the way down the chain. Um, it also increased cadence does not have a significant negative impact on effort or economy of running. So basically everything is saying that if you hit around that 180 or the higher cadence, you're going to have less impact through your joints and ideally then less chance of injury. That's kind of Yeah. So like for our visual aid friends out there in the world, it's kind of like in my head while you're talking through this, it's like 
anything slower than 180 or if you start getting down into 150s 160s maybe the visual is like it's more like you're leaping from one foot to the next and not really you know shuffling your feet as much which is loading everything up a little bit too much yeah that's a great point because it is um also said that people tend to then overstride when their cadence is lower so then you're getting into a little bit of what we talked about in one of our last episodes with the foot strike and how um foot strikes not obviously a huge deal but the overstriding is right, because right. that will really lead to injury so if you're taking shorter or no you're taking longer steps, but you're taking less of them, that tends to then lead to more injuries. Yeah. So foot strike is fine for however you want to do it. Like we've established in our first episode, but when you start trying to play with that and cadence and your foot starts landing out in front of you, all the things can start kind of going wrong. One, you look like you know, the five-year-old in the galoshes jumping from puddle to puddle and all of that stuff. So we want to stay away from those things. Yes. But there are some things to consider before you start playing with your cadence too much. Um, Speed plays a role. So when you run faster, your cadence is going to increase. And I mean, I've noticed this just looking at my Garmin data. If I'm doing, you know, maybe easy warm up, and then I go into some strides and then I'm doing like threshold pace. Every single one of those is going to have a different cadence. Um, So it definitely depends on your speed. Another thing is your body. So it's found that being taller and having a lower fat mass are factors contributing to a lower cadence. But it also turns out that they play a very, very minor role compared to running speed. So it's something to think about, but it's not a huge indicator of what your cadence should be. But that is a piece of the puzzle. And lastly, the runner's level or experience. Um, High-level runners tend to have a lower cadence compared to novice runners at certain speeds, which I thought was kind of interesting. But it seems that everyone is basically different. So everyone has their optimal cadence for them. So if you think of a graph, it can be in a U shape. And if you have like injury costs on the high up and down vertical line, running cadence on the horizontal line. Um, So as the injury or the energy cost decreases, your running cadence is increasing, but it gets to a point where it starts to go back up and you're starting to have to use too much more and too much energy to hit that higher cadence. So you can be going at a speed that is almost like you're, I mean, you can increase your cadence too much. That is possible. Well, I, I, I can kind of speak to that. Um, unshockingly to, to you and to many people out there, there was a point where I think I was doing speed work a couple of years ago and I did like to meet my paces. I was kind of forcing cadence to the point where then I was stressing, I think my quads, IT and hips a little bit too much. Cause I was like mm-hmm. almost tightening, right? Like yeah. I was kind of tightening up a little bit too much to turn my, get, get my turnover to kind of go up way too much. Yeah. And, and huh, what, what would you look at that? I ended up not feeling great because of that. <laughs> and someone got injured, didn't they? <laughs> you wouldn't, you know it. Um, I, I I think that also one thing, so for everybody out there, our next episode is going to talk about shoes in a lot of ways, but I think one thing, and we don't have notes per se on this, Brie, but I've been very fascinated that uh, at least one shoe company out there is starting to make shoes based on whether you 
up your cadence when you get faster or like increase your stride when you get faster. And it's not to say either of those things are wrong, but it is interesting that shoe technology as we're going to get into in episode four has even started to really even look at every runner is different. So we should try to make shoes to accommodate that. So long story short, I think everybody is, if you feel like your cadence is way too slow and you want to change that, probably don't try to just like flip a switch and change it, really think about it and probably do some strengthening work and some other stuff, I would guess that, you know, might discover some weaknesses if you try to change your cadence too much, too fast. And maybe don't be so hard on yourself with your cadence. If your running feels good, um, I think back to when I ran with my sister-in-law and she was like, your cadence looks so much better than mine. And I was like, but is, is how you run not feeling great. And she was like, no. And I was like, well, then what are we talking about? So <laughs> if you're feeling good out there, I think stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely not a one size fits all answer. I mean, we basically got this 180 <laughs> right. number from just some guy watching the Olympics. Oh, everyone, back. everyone said, cool. And everyone decided to agree. And I guess that's, we're just going to take that as it is. I really right. wish there was some, like, I really wish I could say, Hey, this article found that like 180 is the gold the, standard. The perfect. But, right. Um, yeah, there isn't such things, but what I will say is that most of the research that we did find still said 180 was a good number to shoot for if it feels comfortable. Obviously, it's going to feel a little funny when you're first starting to change your um, cadence. But I also wouldn't try to go from like 150 to 180 in one training run. It's just more trying to get used to it for maybe 30 seconds and then go back into your natural cadence. And then after a couple more minutes, try to hit that 180 again for another 30 seconds and then back to your natural cadence. Like just try to ease into it. Um, I think that's better than going fully into some uncomfortable range that your body just isn't used to. And there are ways though that, that the research says to try to increase your cadence by using a metronome, um, that that's actually more effective than using music. So I thought Ah. that was interesting too. So there's, I mean, there's a bunch of apps and that you can use to make a metronome. And so set it for maybe if you're a runner that usually runs around 150, 155, maybe set it for 165 and see if you can get yourself feeling a little more comfy there and just kind of go from there. But listen to your body. If you're starting to get pain and niggles where you didn't have them before, right? maybe take it down a notch. Absolutely. So there we have it, everybody. If you're running and it feels good, let's try not to dig too deep into, oh my God, my cadence is too slow or too fast. There is a number. We all acknowledge that number, but at the end of the day, you don't have to live and die by 180. So Exactly. And I will say too, know what your body likes. So if you have a 
GPS watch that tracks your cadence, get familiar with those numbers. I've found it really helpful to look at actually my cadence in different workouts. So if I had one workout that went really, really well, that was a long run, I felt strong throughout all of it. I'll usually see around a 180, 185 cadence for that. But I have noticed that when I just talking about long runs again, when I get more fatigued towards the end, I start to have issues in my calves, some cramping, things like that. My cadence will drop significantly. And it's something that just happens. And then so I've noticed that in my data. So when I'm out there now and like starting to get tired, I try to pick up my feet a little bit more and try to increase that cadence again, because I know that's where my body wants to be. Um, So just something to think about and be aware, but also don't compare it to your neighbor because everyone's (laughs) probably like their number, their perfect, efficient cadence isn't going to be the same as the next person's. Absolutely. Well, thank you for helping us kind of get to the pseudo bottom of the mystical 180 cadence number. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Cheers right, everybody. to Jack Daniels for that number. <laughs> Cheers to Jack Daniels. Uh, our inside joke, everybody, has been, wow, he he produces alcohol and understands running cadence. What a wonderful person. He's so, a very well-rounded individual. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for coming along for this episode. Till next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to For Your Run, a podcast brought to you by For The Run. Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash foryourrun. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day, and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart and we'll talk to you soon.